Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets. Glad to have you back, Chad. They really missed you last week. Yeah. Did you miss me, though? Is there a crickets sound effect? Is, is there a cricket sound effect? There actually is, but wow, that's rude. Well, I'm just kidding. So rude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I did miss you. All right, good. Good, good. Okay, well, uh, from what I understood, you guys had a kind of a heavy conversation revolving around liability precautions, right? Yeah, yeah. I Nobody likes to really talk about it because it's all the legal paperwork and all the stuff that we don't want to deal with because we don't think it's going to happen. But we kind of have another sort of heavy topic today. So you take it away first, Chad. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to discuss how to respectfully handle some client situations that you may encounter, or maybe you already have encountered them. Uh, and what most therapists don't realize is that the manner in which you handle these situations may affect your reputation. Your business reputation is on the line. And at the end of the day, what you want is an action plan for when these situations pop up so that the way you handle it is already pre-planned, executed efficiently, and doesn't have any judgment involved, right? Totally non-judgmental. Right, 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 right. So let's get into just a brief overview of the types of situations we're going to talk about. First of all, firing a client and no-call no-shows. Now, yeah. Chad's going to take care of those after break. These are two of the most talked about situations uh, with Facebook groups, um, our students. So we're going to save those for after break because they're going to take up a decent chunk of the time. I see it all right the time. now. All the time. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, it can be tough firing a client. Like no one ever wants to handle that, but sometimes you just got to pull the trigger on it. The ones that we're going to kind of talk about before break are sexual confrontation, latecomers, and special requests. I want to make, Chad, you had mentioned that the manner in which you handle these situations affects your reputation. And I kind of want to cover that a little bit because I don't think a lot of therapists think about that from a therapist point of view. I get it where you're considered, you're considering your own safety, your own sanity. So like, you don't care what that person thinks of you. And to an extent I have to agree, but there are certain platforms. Um, I think Yelp is the main one where if somebody posts a review, it is almost difficult, if uh, impossible to get that review removed because we all have, we all have those situations where it's like, okay, that's not the full story. We can comment and try to respond to it on that platform as much as we can, but it's, it kind of puts people into that panic mode. Yeah. I mean, okay. And, so listen, listen, here's the thing reviews are imperative for your business, right? That is your reputation. The way technology is right now, we all jump on, do a Google search, and if you show up, perfect. And the next thing we do, we look to see how other people, how their experience was with the business, right? It's just what we do nowadays. So yes, your reviews are super important. However, I personally, and a lot of people I think can, uh, you know, are going to back me up on this. I'd rather go to a business that has a 4.7, but responds to every single review, including the negative ones in a positive and a way that, you know, uh, the, the, the customer felt cared for and heard, right? I'd rather go to a business that has a little bit lower of a reputation as far as reviews, but it shows they demonstrate they care than somebody who has a perfect 5.0, but doesn't respond to their reviews. 
Right. And I was just, I was just going to mention that because I've seen it across our groups where it's like, how do I get this review removed? Blah, 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 blah. Maybe it's not about getting the review removed, but it's about responding to it. Yes. Appropriately. Even if it is, you know, Hey Tom, I'm so sorry you had that experience. You know, you, I don't know if it would be a good idea from a marketing standpoint to say publicly, you know, uh, like say Tom had canceled a bunch of times and his review was, you know, reflecting like that they could not reschedule because the therapist was super booked and didn't want them on the schedule. If you were to respond to that on Google, say it's a Google review and you say, Hey Tom, I'm so sorry that we had trouble scheduling your session, but due to our policy, frequent cancellations, blah, 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 blah. So that everybody, I'm going to say, no, don't do that. No, I'm going to say, no, don't do that. And it sounds um, it sounds like the right way to do it. And the reason I'm going to say not to do that is nobody wants to be spotlighted, whether it's publicly or individually. So the best thing to do, A, you have to take emotion out of it. So if that means you need to give it 12 hours and digest what happened first, do that. But what you want to respond with, if it's a positive review, which you, by the way, should res be responding to every positive one as well, is... Thank you so much. <laughs> I see you saying, thank you so much for your feedback. Please let us know if there's anything else we can do for you. Keep it simple. Use their name, right? But for negative stuff, we don't need to individualize and policy throw. We can simply say, uh, Jeanette, I'm so sorry to hear about your experience. I would really love to work with you to make things right. You can reach me at and put your business phone number or put your email address there or create an alias email address that says, um, you know, we care at, and then whatever your thing is, right? Something where it's showing that you care, showing that mm -hmm. you heard what they said, but you're not now going to blast them. You're going to take that offline and work with them directly. And if they don't respond, whatever, screw them. That's okay. They don't have to respond. It's right. more about the perception of how it was handled. Okay. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to restate this in different terms because guys, you have to understand that Chad is a business guy. Like he does business. And a lot of us as therapists tend to be in this very like healing, very emotional state. That's why Chad said, take the emotion out of it. So I know a lot of you are out there going, man, but I really want to just get my feelings across that this is how, like, this is exactly what he did. And we're speaking directly to you. I know that you want to post and respond to the review and make it seem like you are right. We are by no means saying that the customer's always right. And you have to show that what we are saying is to be the better business owner and to say, I'm sorry, I want to work with you. That is as general of a statement as it can be. You're not committing to getting them on the books. You're not committing to rescheduling them. You're not commit. You're not committing to anything. You're just funding them. Nothing. All you're saying is we want to work with you to make things right. That's it. And that's, that's all anybody is seeing on the review is, oh my gosh, this person had a negative review and the business owner responded with, we want to make this right. Contact me. That's all they, they don't need to know the backstory guys. Yep. I know it kills you, but they don't need to know the backstory. It's okay to have negative 
feedback as long as you address it properly to where the general public will look and say, these people care. Right. 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 Okay, cool. Glad we got that out of the way because that's a huge portion. Cause I don't think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of therapists and business owners realize how much handling the situation affects what kind of review is going to get posted. So let's jump into this. Let's start easy. Special request clients. Those are going to be the ones that are like, oh, I just want you, can you just, you know, can you just work this shoulder a little bit more? And deep in your mind, you're going, oh my gosh, I've already worked this shoulder for half the session. If I do it more, it's going to be a be like, you're going to be super, super sore. It's also going to be the people that come in and be like, oh, you should have evening hours or you should have morning hours or you should have weekend hours. Any special request that goes outside of what you provide, that's what we're talking to. Now, essentially what you're going to do is just reflect back on what you actually provide. If somebody comes in and they want a Swedish massage and you specifically do deep tissue, you say, I don't provide Swedish massage. I specialize in deep tissue. I can give you a referral for a great Swedish massage therapist. Hand over the card. That's like three sentences, three. You don't need to meet their request and do something that you don't enjoy doing, right? Am I right? Like, I think that's absolutely right. Like, you know, if somebody approaches me and they have, uh, you know, a Fortune 100 company and they want a website built, guess what? I'm not going to do it. It'd be an amazing money, sure. But that's beyond the scope of what I do. I work with individuals and small businesses. So why would I take on a project that is just not what I do? And it's the same thing. If you don't specialize in cupping and that's all they want, you got two options. You can train yourself up and learn it. Or you can pass them off to somebody else who is already a pro at it and you can focus on your ideal clients. Right. Okay. So next special request is schedule requests. Now I have had these in the past um, and I have to admit that at times in the past, I have met their requirements. Not exactly the best thing to do because if you change your schedule or finally you're like, okay, Saturday nights are my night and you try to flip that client, it might be a big problem because they're used to coming to you on Saturday nights, whatever it is. So in my professional opinion, you do not meet those requests because you never know what client is going to be like, oh, hey, that really worked well for me. It be like, hey, well, that, that one time you, one time you saw me on that Saturday, could you do that Saturday again? Cause that really worked really well yeah, for me. And when you have a client that's been seeing you for two years, your instinct is to mold to them. I don't know what cater, it is yeah. with massage therapists that are like, yeah, I'll just come in whenever you guys want me to. Yeah. I'll just no. work 17 hours. This, you know, here's yeah. Don't cater to them, but it's like that. Give them an inch. They'll take a mile. I promise you. How, it doesn't matter how great the relationship you have with them. If you give them that leeway, they will take advantage of you. It is just in the nature of individuals and how they act towards service industry just is. So set your boundaries, right? Right. And, and right. don't cater to those. Sure. I mean, you may have those one or two that you do, but the overall general rule of thumb is don't do it. Don't give into it. Yeah. It's you are a business owner. You are a professional at what you do. And people that um, tell you otherwise and you cater to, you have now diminished 
your reputation, your standing as a pro. Right. And if you have to, because I mean, I, we've all done it and I'm sure there's going to be a time or that. has been a time when you guys have been like, you know what? I was sick for a week. If I reschedule these guys and don't give any extra hours, they're going to be waiting a month. We've all done it. I'm not saying that you can't choose to do it, but the conversation should be something like, Hey, Mary, uh, I'm going to reschedule you. Does Saturday work? Yeah. Saturday works great. Okay. Typically I am not in the office on Saturdays. This is a, this is a special occasion because I'm trying to reschedule you. So this is a one time, like you have to preface that because that way you've actually had the conversation with Mary to say, I'm not usually in the office on Saturdays, but I am making an exception because I was sick and I don't want you to have to wait a month Absolutely. to get your massage totally okay. But if you just say, Hey, the Saturday work, then your client automatically assumes, Oh, she's obviously in the office on Saturdays. And if you get one from the get-go, that's like, Oh, none of those times work for me. And it's a new client. And you're like trying to, you feel like you're trying to grasp new clients everywhere you can. Don't do it. Just don't, just don't. All you need to say is, mm, unfortunately, I'm not in the office on that day. My business hours are put it in your notes, copy and paste it. Cause I guarantee you, you're probably going to be sending it to about 150 clients a year. Okay. What about latecomers? How do we deal with those folks? Okay. So if we're latecomers for the first time, they arrive late. Um, you're going to want to say, okay, cool. Your appointment was at nine. It's now nine 15 you are going to receive the remainder of your time, which is say they scheduled a 90, you're going to receive an hour and 15 minutes. If they put up a big stink and they're like, oh man, but you don't know due to our policy, due to my policy, you receive the remainder of your time because I have a break in between so that I can get ready for the next client. All you have to say, two sentences, done, done deal. If they're repeatedly late, I know some therapists, and I know we're going to get into this after break. I know some therapists have fired people for being repeatedly late and some therapists just know that they're going to be late and they will pay $120 for a 90 minute, but only receive an hour and 15 and they will never say a word about it. You know, like in my mind, like I have people that show up five minutes late all the time and they receive the remainder of their time. And I've told them, I've said like, Hey, like if you would just get here on time, like you could receive your full 60 minutes. I know, but the kids and then the track. Okay, cool. But you also stated what your policy was and they're cool with it. Right. What, so that's understood Absolutely. at that point. So that's, that's the important part is you communicated it to them. Um, you know, if somebody's putting up a stink, guys, do you really want to do business with this kind of person? Is it really worth it? And that's where we're going to jump into after the break is how to fire your clients. That's yeah. not something we ever want to have to do, but let's be real. It's something that comes up and being prepared for that is going to help you in the long run. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes right after break.
Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Sheets with Chad and Jeanette. I love our podcast name. I like how I that just... rings. And Chad and Jeanette. I like how you say it. Uh, well, you know, Let's theater major background sheets. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so before we get into the big guns, which is firing a client and no call, no show, we're going to briefly go over um, sexual confrontations because That's I know this happens. Important. That's important. And it is important. I myself have never had uh, a client come in and ask for anything more, um, but we're going to put this really simply because it doesn't need to be handled any other way. Now would be the good time to take us off speaker. If we're on speaker, you client walks in, you take them through your whole assessment, pre-assessment, blah, 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 blah. Maybe they might say something in there, but they usually don't just come right out of the get go when they're in your office and be like, can you give me a blow job? Okay. Um, normally that's not going to happen. Usually what does happen is maybe you start the session and there's like a little like arm flail and you're like, yeah, no big deal. And then there's another arm flail and then yeah, no big deal. Okay. Uh, and then it starts to get, okay, I think they're like insinuating something else. If you ever feel that at some point in time during the session that the client is trying to insinuate that they want more than a massage. All you need to do is one, take your hands off that client immediately and just stand there. And you just say, this is a therapeutic massage. I do not provide anything other than that to relieve your physical pain. If you are looking for anything of a sexual nature, I hold no judgments on what you're expecting. However, I do not provide that in this office. Wait for their response. If they respond in a manner that communicates they were looking for something more, then you say, okay, I understand. However, your session for today will end right now. I will leave the room at which time you can get dressed. Once you are dressed, I'm asking that you leave. Yes, I know. You didn't say anything about payment. Are you really concerned about being paid at that point? I wouldn't be, I would want them out of my office as quickly as possible. And if you have your online booking set up where they have to prepay or they have to put a credit card down, you already have it. So, yeah. I mean, you know, so a big part of that, <clears throat> a big part of that is like the small little subtles, right? And the massage therapist, you want to believe that humans are not capable of this. You want to believe people are good. And I want to believe that too, but there are some, uh, there are some bad eggs. There are some people who have come from other countries and now live here. And that is part of their life. There are people, uh, who just don't know better. So this also goes to you setting the expectation in the beginning, your new client onboarding. Is it on your website and your policies? Are you communicating it, uh, during your assessment, right? You are not to blame, period, but you do need to make sure that you do everything that you can to ensure it is not an issue first, right? And if this is something right. that you see that comes up client after client after client, you need to take a hard look at your policies and how you communicate and make sure that that's all locked up. Because right. like you said, Jeanette, you have not had this, but guess what? It's in your paperwork. It's how you approach. It's the conversations you have that it is not 
a situation that they can take advantage of. So it just doesn't happen. And, and, for, the pe- and for the people we see in these groups who are saying this keeps happening over and over and over again, it's not about how you look. It's about the communication and your, and, and how in your stature, how are you presenting yourself? Are you that strong business person who has their intentions and purposes of doing business? Or are you looked at as somebody who just, you know, kind of is doing this as a hobby and maybe they'll do anything for a buck, right? Make sure that you are approaching it from the right way. Right. Totally agree. Okay. So uh, what are we talking about next? Let's talk about situations where it's time to dismiss a client from your business, right? It could be any one of the things that we've uh, talked about now. It could be some things that, you know, maybe we didn't touch on. I'm going to tell you, when it comes to firing a client, um, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do, period. Whether it's just factual, whether emotions brought into it from a business point of view, dismissing a client from your services, it is not an easy thing to do. I fortunately have only had to do it twice in my career. Um, So I'm thankful that I have not had to do it. Both times um, I took, uh, I took advice uh, from some professionals who already had to do it multiple times. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that. Uh, Tony Robbins, I'm sure you've all heard of him, has a, uh, has a, on his blog, he has a couple of tips on how to do this. But one of the things that he says, so the, he says, fulfill your contract, frame it professionally, provide a plan. One of the things that I absolutely love uh, about what he's saying here Fulfill your contract. You guys don't have contracts, right? Unless you're on a membership, but you don't have contracts. But the idea is to be able to walk away without the possibility of any litigation, without the possibility of any bashing because you didn't fulfill. Uh, You did everything uh, that you were obligated to do from your side of the business. And you now have the, uh, you've, you know, you've earned the right to be able to dismiss them. Frame it professionally. You can't frame it in a personal way, right? It can't be me, Chad, firing you, Jeanette. It has to be Ever Studios, the business, firing you as a client for the purposes of, right? It has to be professional. It's tempting to do it the other way, right? To let that emotion come out and just spew because you never have to see him again. Guys, it's not worth it. It is not worth it at all because it may be one bad review but they may also tell 17 of their friends i've seen it in retail where somebody had all their friends leave a review and it was 11 negative reviews off of one instance that wasn't even the fault of that retail outlet wasn't even their fault right and somebody said this to me a while ago had nothing to do with business but you know you can you can frame it however you want to um we all have different hats to wear. Um, and when you're talking about personal relationships, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're, you know, that's their fake, that's their fake personality. No, when you're a business owner, there's your hat that you wear as Chad Ever. And then there is your hat that you wear as Ever Studios. There is your hat that you wear as marketing for AT&T. We all have different hats that we need to put on. And it's it's a question of, okay, how do I respond to this with my business hat on? Not how do I respond to this with my Chad hat on? Does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, it even, it really does go even further. Sometimes you have to be that operations person. Sometimes you have to be that accountant person, right? As a solo business owner, there are a lot of hats that you wear just for your own uh, business. Plus, of course, your personal side too. Um, Absolutely. And I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because now I'm thinking about like my accountant self talking to my business self. You do it. You do it out loud, don't you? I bet you answer yourself. <laughs> I do in my office all the time. And it's hilarious because it's like an argument. Two plus two does equal four, I swear. <laughs> okay. And the last one was provide a plan. Listen, guys, when you exit interview somebody from your business, the idea is not to leave them high and dry. Give them an opportunity to bash you, to say you didn't fulfill your contract, that you weren't professional have a plan for them, right? You may be firing them for a tough situation, but that doesn't mean that you can't still help them human to human and give them a plan uh, of how to do what, you know, get into whatever it is that they're looking for. So for instance, it could be somebody who no call, no shows all the time, right? Well, guess what? You as a solopreneur, you are not going to tolerate that. And you are going to make sure that you fulfilled your part of the contract. You're going to make sure that you have your conversation in a professional way, but why not offload them onto one of these, uh, you know, corporate places, let them deal with it. Right? So here's the plan. Uh, listen, I can't see you anymore, but here is a great business that, uh, you know, it's a little bit more lenient on how they handle um, you know, attendance. And so they may right. be a better fit for you, right? Have a plan for them. It's not your obligation, but you still look like the winner and the positive uh, part of it, even though you're still firing them. Right. And I, and I, you can weigh in on this because I know a lot of us have, we can tend to handle these situations. I prefer to handle these situations via phone call, not text message or email. I just think that seems very impersonal, but it's like breaking up. Yeah. Don't break up. Right. Text. Right. <laughs> but the Helen bear side of me, that's my mom. For those of I probably have never brought her up on here. The Helen bear side of me is documentation, documentation, documentation. Yes. So when you're talking about avoiding litigation, having all your ducks in a row in case something does happen, how do you like, obviously you're going to keep all your emails. Um, you're going to keep all the text messages uh, and, you know, screenshot, whatever you need to do. But like, how do you, when you're having a phone call, you know, simple to say, my mom would put down on a sheet of paper or put in their notes or create a folder with all that information and then have a Word document that says phone call 616-2021, discussed canceling, discussed this, blah, 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 blah. And you give your record of that conversation. Um, yeah, and that, I, and I, I like that. There's only one element I don't like. Don't bring it up unless it's something that you need to. So yes, have the documentation prepared, but you don't need to right. say, Jeanette, I'm firing you because you've been late on this day, this day, and this day. You can just say, right. we've had attendance issues. And then if they come back and are like, I've never been late ever. Well, guess what? Now you have the documentation to support why you're going to be, I need it. Right. right. 
I'm specifically, and that's important. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that route. I was thinking for some reason, if, because we talked about liability precautions, there, there may be a client out there who's sue happy and wants to get all of their money back for all of the stuff that you've charged them for, even though they signed the cancellation policy, they signed the no call, no show. And now they're suing you because you fired them. Well, now you have all that documentation plus, plus the phone call. That's yes, what true. I was. Yep. That too. That's absolutely. what I was more going towards. But Super yeah, you're abs- you're absolutely right. There is no need for you to point out. It's again, it's like breaking up through text. You don't need to point out, well, you did this and you did that and you did this. You just need to be like, hey, it's not working out. Goodbye. Like I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that's what that's what in my brain it sounds like, but in in business life it actually comes out a little bit more. That's... I've never had to fire a client, by the way. I've had to fire two. Yeah, I've had to fire two, but you know what? It was better for everybody. I had a great conversation. I left uh, both of us feeling empowered and, you know, like we were on the right path. So two for two, as far as I'm concerned, and so- I'm positive. Uh- and sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes I know I have had therapists that have gone into the situation, like I'm going to fire this client and it has actually doubled back. And the client has been like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Like, can you please just give me another chance? And you know, maybe against at the time that therapist's better judgment, they said, okay, I'll give you one more chance. And from then on that client started showing up on time, everything else, you know, sometimes people just don't understand how a soul, what did you, what was the word you used? I don't know. I've said a lot of words lately, which part? Solopreneur. Solopreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they just don't understand how a solopreneur works because they're also going to a chiropractor who doesn't charge them their cancellation fee, a doc, a private doctor who doesn't charge them their cancellation fee. So they just assume you're going to follow suit. Yep. So 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 uncovering their why, right? Having that conversation and asking them what's all about the conversation. What gives what's going on? What gives? Okay, so we we have to wrap up soon, but we have to talk about the reasons why you might fire somebody, right? So maybe yep. there's somebody who just asks for a discount all the time. Listen, dude, this is this is how yep. much it costs. I mean, you can say it much nicer than I'm going to, but this is what it costs. If you don't like that, find somewhere else to go, right? And if that's something where they continue right. to nag you or they're like, oh, but you know, you got a discount for me, right? Come on, it's not business. It's not how you do business. So you know, document yeah. it like Jeanette says document all of that. And if it's uh, if it's a multiple occurrence, you know, you can't resolve that behavior. It's not fitting into your ideal client, get them moving. Then um, here's one. Okay, so somebody who's a smoker, right? First of all, there's a smell that comes with it, right? There's a smell, there's, you know, residue. Um, and, you know, some people are sensitive to the smells, not even just the therapist or the client, but also what about the person who's coming after them, right? Or the other therapists in the office, Yeah. right? So if that is an issue, like we said, have that conversation. If the behavior does not change on multiple occurrences after you've documented, it, that is a definitely a legitimate reason uh, to fire a client, right? But have that plan. Maybe there's another place where it's just a solopreneur and they only work two days a week and they don't have people back to back and they're also a smoker. Maybe that's a perfect situation for this person, right? Um, What about, uh, okay, so we talked about somebody who cancels constantly, right? If somebody's constantly canceling, especially last minute, 
document it. Um, asking for a discount, smells like smoke. Guys. Masks. I mean, we're in COVID now. There have been therapists where their clients are refusing to wear a mask, period, because the CDC yeah. lifted their rules. Guess what? You're a business owner. So if you are, um, I know my tattoo artist, uh, even though the CDC in Pittsburgh lifted like, okay, it, you know, it's, you don't have to have a mandatory mask policy. Her uh, shop still has a mask policy because one of their employees is, uh, has an autoimmune disorder. Right. Um, so until they know that everybody's vaccinated or whatever their terms are, they have on their door, masks must be worn. And I know that she had to refuse, um, a couple of clients that have actually been with her for a pretty long period of time because they straight up said, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm vaccinated. And she said, well, I, I understand that. And I, I, I appreciate you being honest, but unfortunately then you're not allowed in our facility. Totally capable, totally possible reason for you to fire a client. Your rules. Absolutely. And somebody continues to just kick them. Uh, you don't want them as a client and it's, it's tempting to give them one more chance, right? Because of, yeah. money, because of the money guys, you don't have to do that. There's somebody else out there that's going to abide by the rules and still pay that same dollar. At the end of the day, your rules as a business owner are your rules and the people that do not want to follow them. Do you really want them as clients? This falls under the no call, no show rule too, right? So somebody constantly yes. no call, no show, same thing. Have that conversation, have a plan, be professional, right? Yeah. I respect it, but yep, here's yep, the yep. thing, right? So I think that's it. If yeah. you if you guys ever have any questions on like you had an experience, again, let's follow this, let's follow Chad's advice. Take time to process it. You don't always have to respond back immediately. Um, jump on our Facebook group at massage core and post it up. We'd love to respond and help you handle these situations. Shoot us an email, massagecoreacademy.com. I think there is a, uh, a contact form somewhere on there. Shoot us an email be like, Hey, had this run in. I'd love to hop on a, on a 15 minute consultation call with you to help you through it. Like we're here. You don't have to like be in the dark about handling these types of situations. Love Just it. throwing it out there. Awesome. I love it. You know, this was Ooh. supposed, this is supposed to be one of those heavy topics, but I feel like we handled it really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's simple. It doesn't have to be filled with emotion and troubling and whatever. It can just be a simple, here it is. That's my policy. Take it or leave it. Like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to make it a bigger deal than it is. Yeah. What do we have coming up next week? I'm really excited because we haven't had one of these in a long time. MCA Q&A. It's that time again. Oh, yeah. It's that time we again. Haven't, I, I think it's been probably a hot two months before we had MCA Q&A. Yeah. Well, you know what? So, there are a lot of archived Q&As waiting for us. So questions waiting for us. So I'm, I'm excited to tackle those. Nice. As always, guys, if you ever have a question that you want us to address on the podcast, massagecoreacademy.com slash podcast, there's a form right on there to submit your question and we'll answer it live on the podcast. Okay.
Till next week, keep folding those sheets. Bye.